All eyes this morning are on the Middle East after Israel began its second phase of its war with Hamas, with both gold and oil prices rising sharply. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, ANZ's Andre Castain explains how the rising term premium for US bonds is flowing through into the New Zealand economy. So adding up the direct effects and the indirect effects, it's very possible that the indirect effects are larger than those direct effects because we tend to fund on shorter-term interest rates. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, number one, Israel launched its ground invasion of northern Gaza over the weekend. Financial markets have yet to react fully to the news of the last 24 hours or so, but late on Friday, investors were looking for safe havens and worrying about what a wider conflict might mean for oil supply from the Middle East. So, gold rose 1%, or $18.90 an ounce, to a new seven-month high, over $2,000 an ounce, of $2,016.30. And oil prices bounced more than 2% to over $90 US a barrel for Brent crude. The Aussie dollar, it's opening this morning at 63.37 US cents, and the Kiwi is at 58.10 US cents at 5 o'clock Australian time. Number two, the Philippine Central Bank delivered an unscheduled 25 basis point rate hike on Friday. Here's ANZ's chief economist for Southeast Asia and India, Sanjay Mathu. This was off-cycle, i.e. it was outside a scheduled meeting, but the central bank governor had sounded it off uh, earlier in the week that they may be going for a rate hike, and they did move by 25 basis points. Now, underlying this hike was a worry over inflation, and as we've highlighted in the past, both energy prices as well as food prices have been rising in the Philippines, and even though these were supply-side issues, where really the central bank got worried is that it's starting to impact inflation expectations. It could potentially lead to some sort of wage indexation, and there's been a generalized increase in transport fares. So they really wanted to sort of nip this problem before it goes out of hand. Number three, Sanjay says that ANZ now expects a further rate hike from the Philippines before the end of this year. We do see another 25 basis points hike, most likely at the next policy meeting that's scheduled for the 16th of November. And in that, we also think that the BSP is unlikely to cut interest rates in 24 as well. Uh, The rationale for this is that they've increased their inflation forecast to 4.7% from 4.3% previously for 2024. What they do think now is that inflation will not go back to target until the second half of next year. Number four, the ANZ Roy Morgan Consumer Confidence Survey in New Zealand showed a slight rise this month, but it's still grim, says ANZ's Sharon Zollner, with a clear split between how people feel now and into the future. They're much more optimistic about the future, and I guess you can take a glass half full view and say, well, that's good, people think the worst is past, or you could take a glass half empty view and and say that people are doing it really pretty tough, and I think probably both interpretations are valid. Number five, New Zealand's trachometer indices by ANZ are showing the effects of high migration, Sharon says. Um, Overall, we're seeing a bit more momentum in the light traffic, which I think probably reflects population growth. We've got very strong migration at the moment. 
Sharon Zollner there. Now, in today's bonus deep dive interview, my colleague Catherine Dyer spoke to ANZ New Zealand economist Andre Castain about how the higher term premium in US bond yields is flowing through into the New Zealand economy. It's likely that in New Zealand, the effects of that are less than they are in other developed economies because a lot of our debt tends to be funded at shorter term rates, such as one or two year rates for mortgages and often floating rates for small and medium businesses, which is a large share of the businesses in New Zealand. We'll also likely see an effect through the exchange rate. Uh, The exchange rate has depreciated a bit over the last couple of months, in part due to the risk-off sentiment, which will mean coming from this this big bond sell-off. That'll mean that exporters have a bit more income and that importers have a bit more costs and is all else equal inflationary and may require the Reserve Bank to do some offset if they think it's an issue. Can you tell me a little bit about what it means for households? Households are likely to face higher mortgage costs than otherwise, but not nearly as much as in the United States. In the United States, 30-year mortgages tend to be the norm, which have increased a long way as 30-year Treasury bond yields have increased. In New Zealand, on the other hand, the usual rates tend to be one- and two-year mortgage rates. Those mortgage rates haven't increased as much. They've probably increased maybe 20 points in the last three months for a two-year standard mortgage rate. And not all of that is attributable to the long-term bond sell-off. Some of it is due to expectations that the RBNZ is going to have to hold the official cash rate at 5.5% for longer or even higher. Um, We think they'll have to reach 5.75. What about corporates? Corporates in New Zealand tend to fund themselves uh, through the banking sector, particularly for sort of medium-sized corporates. Larger corporates do issue directly. Uh, however, that's a very small share of lending in New Zealand. And so it's unlikely to have a large effect on the economy as a whole, but it will raise costs for corporates that want to fund any further out than sort of two years. Those funding costs have gone up in line with global funding costs. Can you tell us about what some of the indirect effects of those longer-term rates are in New Zealand? The indirect effects of the long-term rate tend to be the most significant part for New Zealand overall economic activity. They flow through in two ways. They flow through the exchange rate being lower than it otherwise would, but obviously that dynamic isn't stable through time, but we have seen the New Zealand dollar depreciate off the recent risk-off sentiment, and that will increase economic activity and inflation all else equal. The other big thing that comes through the indirect channel is these higher term rates will slow economic activity in the United States. Mary Daly, the San Francisco Fed president, said that it would be about equivalent to an extra 25 basis point hike in the Fed funds rate. And all else equal, that will reduce demand for New Zealand exports and mean that that helps to slow the economy. So adding up the direct effects and the indirect effects, it's very possible that the indirect effects are larger than those direct effects because we tend to fund on shorter-term interest rates. ANZ's Andre Castain there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Monday, October the 30th. Catch you tomorrow with previews of the Bank of Japan's decision on Tuesday, the Fed's decision on Thursday, and New Zealand jobs data on Wednesday. This 
This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.